You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. Welcome to The Green Desk, your weekly dose of healthy environmental news content. Now, as we address the climate crisis, it has become clear that merely reducing greenhouse gas emissions is not enough to starve off some of the worst effects of a changing climate. To prevent global temperatures from rising above two degrees of their pre-industrial levels, we must remove carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. And there are plenty of ways of going about this. Some carbon capture techniques look like giant air conditioners you might have seen somewhere in Norway, and others closer to home just look like a whole lot of pine trees. But there's a new take on a far older and perhaps far more efficient way of capturing carbon. It's called enhanced rock weathering. And it really is just exactly what it sounds like. Enhancing what already happens with rocks. But to go into a bit more detail, I have in the studio Rachel James, a professor of geochemistry from the University of Southampton in England. I got Professor James in the studio to dig a little deeper and explain exactly how rock weathering works and how we can enhance it. So the idea behind enhanced rock weathering is to speed up a natural process, which is the attack of rocks and soils by carbon dioxide that's dissolved in rainwater. And during that process, the carbon dioxide is converted into a stable form of carbon, which we call alkalinity. And that flows into, dissolves into waters and ultimately ends up in the oceans. So it's a natural process, but the idea is to speed that process up so that we're capturing more carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. And the way that we do that is to take highly reactive rocks, to pulverise them, uh, to break them down so that we increase the reactive surface area of those rocks, and then to spread them on agricultural fields to also harness the photosynthetic energy of the crops themselves to attack those rocks and take more carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere and convert it into its stable form. And so I know you've got some research projects on the go or you're um, part of them. Um, Could you explain a little bit about the efforts going on or pilot projects going on, um, where they're happening and what have the findings been so far? Yeah, sure. So initially, uh, the reason we reasons we thought that enhanced rock weathering may be an effective removals technique uh, was by doing modelling studies. But of course, modelling modelling is great, but it's just a model. So what we've been focusing on is doing field trials to demonstrate that in real life, enhanced rock weathering is going to be an effective way of removing atmospheric carbon dioxide. So I'm involved in some large-scale field trials um, in the US, in the UK, uh, closer to home in Australia and also in Malaysia. Um, what we're doing is we're uh, applying our crushed up rock to all sorts of different agricultural crops from uh, miscanthus um, through to corn, through to sugarcane and really testing to see if what we predict is going to happen actually happens in real life. And what have you found? Is it, is, it too, is it too soon to say or have we got some kind of good, good evidence? 
No, we, we certainly have some pretty reactive rock types that we're testing where we've seen carbon dioxide removal off the order of several tonnes um, per hectare of land that's been applied, which is similar to what the levels that we predict from the modelling studies. So I was wondering, you know how we, we already fertilise um, horticulture and even a lot of agriculture as well. Would it be possible, you know, how we iodized salt could we put these kinds of rocks into fertilizer already so it gets distributed like that or is it a, a better to have a more targeted approach yeah absolutely so uh when we think about how we're going to do enhanced rock weathering at the global scale that's going to be required to have meaningful reductions in levels of carbon dioxide. Obviously, the technique needs to be adopted by farmers. And the good thing about it is that we um, apply the crushed up rock to the fields in exactly the same way as traditional fertilisers such as lime. And the, the crushed up rock could actually ultimately replace that lime because we found that it reduces the acidity of the soil, which is why the lime is added in the first place. And so one idea for rolling this out at large scale is to um, to basically sell it to farmers as a fertiliser. And in fact, it already is being sold as a fertiliser in some countries. So it's not really doing anything new, it's doing it on a much bigger scale. How did you actually get into this field of research at the start? Like, Because obviously it's quite a, a niche area of study. So how did, how did you kind of, did you fall into it or did you did you kind of pursue it? Yeah, like like um, most scientists, I, I rather fell into it. I'd love to say I had some some great vision, or I woke up one night and and had this you know light bulb moment. But but I'd actually been working on um, natural weathering processes for for quite some years, and and my interest in that is because um, I'm an oceanographer, chemical oceanographer by heart and by training, and uh, and rivers are obviously one of the major inputs of elements to the ocean. So I was interested in it from that point of view. But then, you know, obviously the carbon dioxide problem is the biggest problem that's facing humanity at the current time. And it got me thinking about, because I was already aware of the link between carbon dioxide and rates at which rocks, rocks dissolve, uh, I, I was thinking, well, you know, maybe we could utilise that to our benefit and maybe we could sort of have a, a lightly engineered approach. If we could speed this up, then we could benefit humankind by lowering levels of atmospheric carbon dioxide. So that's really how, how I got into it. And so now you've got all these, or you're part of these trials going around, all happening around the world in different continents and countries. What's next for these trials? Are there, are you hoping to uh, incorporate it with like a, a business model or just like release the research out there? Yeah, well, I, I'm no business person, I must say, but I'm, I'm being continually approached by entrepreneurs, by businesses who are looking to incorporate enhanced rock weathering into their practices. And so for, for me as a scientist, I'm really working in an advisory role um, for these companies, but I have to say that they're increasing all the time. There's an enormous amount of interest in doing this and different companies are already undertaking their own trials as well.
What I'm mainly focusing on at the moment from a scientific point of view is figuring out, you know, how do we properly quantify, so measure the amount of carbon dioxide that's being removed from the atmosphere in these trials. So one thing I'm doing is is really working um, on developing new techniques, new ways to properly uh, quantify to measure the amount of carbon dioxide that's being removed but also thinking about again how do we do this at scale because I might make lot, lots and lots and lots of measurements in my laboratory but if we're going to do this at scale then we need to be able to make fewer measurements and simpler measurements as well so that the costs of doing that verification process come down and anybody can do it rather than, you know, uh, uh, somebody who spent 30 years in the laboratory figuring it out. And that was your Green Desk for the week. Thank you so much to Rachel James for coming in the studio. And here's hoping we get some rocks on our farm soon. Stay green. That was a 95BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95BFM.com slash bcasts.